Hey Village, it's Tony here again. So glad that you can join us for our Village Midweek. Uh, for this episode, we have Dr. Karen Fancher joining us. Dr. Fancher, it's been such a joy interacting with you first as a former student and then as a former colleague when I worked in the admissions department at Multnomah um, and, and you still teaching there as a faculty member and now interacting as members of the same church. It's such a joy being able to interact with members you. Members of the same church and you as one of the pastors. And that brings me great joy. Thank so thank we you. get to walk in every relationship Absolutely. and, thank and so, so thankful much. for how I've seen God guide your journey. Thank you. Yes. And, and I'm so uh, profoundly grateful for mm. the word that you just gave uh, to okay. us today on Sunday. Mm. Um, not only was it uh, a timely word, mm. but such a prophetic word mm. in that it calls us to obedience. It calls us to repentance. Yeah. It calls us to um, seeking God's kingdom in our own lives. Yeah. Um, as I was listening to your message and your sermon, you were talking about four dimensions of peace. Mm -hmm. um, peace with God, yep. peace with ourselves, peace with one another, and peace with God's good creation. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Eastern Father Saint Maximus, yeah. the, the confessor, he talks about how mankind is called to be the priest of the cosmos. Yeah. And he yeah. talks about how redemption for humanity is also redemption for the cosmos. Yes. That yeah. uh, humanity is a macrocosm yeah. of the universe because God, as he breathes into us, we have that same breath that sustains uh, all of creation. And so in your sermon, you wonderfully talked about being at peace with God, with ourselves, and with one another. Could you touch on what it means to be at peace with God's good creation? So glad you mentioned that. We obviously didn't have time to unpack it all, but this concept of shalom, flourishing happens when everything's in right relationship. Yeah. This very complex creation. And we aren't separate from the earth that sustains us, but we are actually, and, and God so intentionally created this beautiful um, interdependence and balance that brings human flourishing. And if we're called to be stewards of his creation as God created and gives the perfect balance of, of air for plants to sustain yeah. and grow and bring forth food and life and sustain our bodies, then he's called us to steward and to reflect his care for his creation. Yeah. And I think that in so many ways, this disruption of shalom is the exploitation of creation for my immediate needs. Yeah. and we're not called to be exploiters. And I think yeah. that happens in the relational sense as well. We try to use people for our needs or power. And, and God's saying, as we want one another to flourish mm. in this right relationship, we only flourish when the very creation in which God yes. has placed us is also flourishing. Mm. And that's a beautiful way too, by the way, to represent the heart of Jesus, that as I, care for that which gives all of us life, that's how I can partner with those who don't know Jesus and reflect mm. God's heart in a way, again, that's invitational. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's so wonderful because I think that really grounds us in our present moment. Yeah. Oftentimes when we talk about creation care, yeah. it's this big ambiguous conversation. Right. Um, but. Uh, the, here we are in Oregon in our second unprecedented heat wave. Right. And we talk when we talk about caring 
for our neighbors. Uh, we think of our houseless neighbors right. who have to endure this right. heat. Right. Um, and what is our responsibility to steward creation so that uh, we can be aware of how ecological disasters affect our houseless neighbors. Absolutely. To Lebanon, where just recently there was a gas tank explosion right. um, because there's a hoarding of oil that right. devastated, once again, the Lebanon community. I mean, we're a week or two outside of the anniversary of the year explosion in Lebanon. Right, right. And so when we talk about creation care, it's not, um, and what I've learned from you and even mm. in our message as you've rooted us in a response to God is creation care is not one, a worship of a mm. deity. Um, creation care is not some pagan idea, no. but creation care is a part of our vocation as peacemakers. Who is the author of creation and that all creation declares the glory of yes. God? And so if this creation is declaring the glory of God, our stewardship of it as well um, is is a way to glorify Him. Yes. And I, think, I, I, don't, I don't know how you feel, Tony, but the more that I start to be attentive to both on the larger level, as you talked about some of these um, ecological concerns, but on the very macro level, I was I was growing vegetables this year in my garden. Yeah. Do you know how long it takes a garlic to grow? <laughs> yeah. But when yeah. we go to a restaurant or we right. buy, we, we eat a little bit, we yep. throw away. Right. And this took care. Yeah. It had to be cultivated. It took time. Right. And what analogies for our spiritual lives, yes. for understanding God's care for us and the growth. All of mm. creation, it declares the glory of God. It declares the wisdom of yeah. God. It declares how he brings forth life. And I always look for analogies yeah. in his creation that yeah. reflect his character. And so, of course, I would steward and care for yeah. it. And I think we're learning more and more what that yeah. means. Yeah. That's, that's so wonderful with that parallel of as God calls us to care for creation and not be wasteful, yeah. that same principle also applies to interpersonal relationships, Absolutely. not to be wasteful. Something that was deeply convicting to me as I was listening to you preach was um, you talking about how, yes, it's at times appropriate to be upset or angry yeah. at a certain um, uh, disagreement, but to never um, be oppositional to that person. We can be oppositional to what they, I guess, believe, but never yeah. oppositional to that person. Always, as followers of Jesus, be invitational. Yeah, Jesus invited Paul, who was a persecutor of the church. Yes. This woman who was seen unclean in that same chapter of Mark, we see that um, he heals a man who was a demoniac, right? People would say, don't, don't touch him. Like that's, um, he, he heals the daughter of a centurion, a political other. Yes. He's invitational. He's showing his grace. And, um, and as we said with Miroslav Wolf, he saw this person as someone who desperately needed Jesus. So of course we must work for that which is restorative, which means addressing that which is destructive. Yeah. We must. Yeah. But am I doing it in a way that actually provides opportunity for that person as well to come to a new understanding? Yes. Or am I rejecting the person that God seeks yeah. to restore? And that's, that's not easy, but I think that is our place of discernment. Mm -hmm. Once I've written someone off, mm -hmm. I think, Lord, would you ever do that with me? Like, like, thank you that you continue to have grace towards me. That doesn't mean I put myself in danger, right? This becomes right. very complex. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I 
affirm that which is destructive in order to accept the person mm -hmm. it means that I love you, we deeply disagree, and this concerns me, and come let us talk. Or if we cannot yet talk, let me pray for you, and let me want the best for you. Shalom wants the flourishing of the other yeah. person. And that yeah. flourishing might require change, it might require repentance, it might require as it does for me, right? Yeah. And I don't come with the one who has all the answers to the one who doesn't. I come as the one that Jesus is teaching me to walk yeah. in his better ways wow. as well, right? And, and so uh, something we pride ourselves on the midweek podcast is being able to dive deep and practically f in response mm -hmm. to the sermon. And so when I think about our situatedness as a church here in Washington yeah. County, at one of the f more fairly diverse counties in yeah. Oregon, and for you coming from Washington, where you out in, or in Gresham, yeah. uh, sorry, out in Gresham, there is a, um, there are quite a few at-risk populations, yeah. whether due to gentrification or immigration. Right. Um, and, and so here we are, uh, two days out from Friday, where Governor Brown announces um, that we need to remask, mm -hmm. and we all have very strong right. feelings, right. convictions, right. positions about masking and mm -hmm. COVID and vaccinations and the right. like. Can you speak a word of mm. shalom into yeah. this this turmoil? What because what I've seen from villages. Um, Village ha has been a people of extraordinary patience yes. and commitment to one another. I've appreciated um, that as well, yeah. And, and, but I also know it, it can be trying. Oh. Um, it can be frustrating when we're, we're called to trust officials, people right. in positions to make decisions. Right. And there's some whiplash because one week right. we're told one thing right. and another week we're told something else. And so as, as people of peace, as yeah. followers of Jesus, how do we address this complexity? I think that's a fantastic question because that's an aspect of our witness. And I would say, however I respond, the first thing I'm going to ask is, Jesus, is your heart of compassion for the other shown? Um, am I impeding witness? for because of my preference, right? Or am, I, or am I opening doors to represent your compassionate care? And I, I'm willing to be uncomfortable to protect another. And if you have differing understandings of how this virus works, welcome to the club because it's an unknown virus. We're walking through, they're learning as they go. And I realize the scientists don't have the perfect answers, but they're doing the best they know today. Mm -hmm. I have to believe people don't want my harm. Um, I teach at a university, I was so excited to be unmasked, yeah. to see everyone's smiles, right. I miss them, to have that deeper engagement person to person with my students. And now it's probably gonna look very different. And it grieves me, I think we can all be honest, this is hard, some things don't even make sense to me. But I have to say, but that's a reality and we're walking in a greater reality that there's a lot of unknowns, there's a lot of differences of opinion, there's a hunger for relationship and restoration of what was known as normal, but we're walking in the way of humility. We're walking in the way of, um, is the church seen as a blessing in this time? <laughs> is the church seen as a place where all people feel safety? Is it seen as a place where people feel respect? And when they disagree, they seek to reason together rather than to attack or vilify. Yeah. Um, one of the things that kind of really placed the burden upon my heart to share this message today is that um, there are some people who just identify us as oppositional, as, as a community of those opposed to certain things. Mm. 
I thought, no, we, we are invitational. And my invitation is, let me hear your concerns. I want you to be safe. I want to honor. And that's not passivity. That's navigating complexity with humility. Right. Right. And um, so I'm, I'm going to err on whatever it does to make my brother and sister safe, to have others feel honored, and to know that we're going to learn together. Yeah. Um, and we will disagree. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Because no one knows the answers. So yeah. let's be honest about that. If you think you know the answer and we're all wrong, it's probably not that simple. Yeah. If I think I know the answer and you're all wrong, right. it's probably not that right. simple. So let's seek wisdom mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Dr. Fancher, thank you so much for mm -hmm. the, the gentle rebuke and call to yeah. repentance because yeah. I know that I need to not only just receive that, but also embody that what you're calling us to and quoting Miroslav Volf is that posture of embrace yeah. rather than exclusion, to be a people of invitation. Yeah. Um, I think that's so profound and so powerful, calling us to be a people who witness yeah. um, to God's redemptive and reconciliatory work. And yeah. what a powerful word for us in this moment, yeah. in this season, in our context. So thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Tony. You know, we, we talk about um, cultural impacts of how we live at our Christianity. And in this hyper-individualistic context, my opinion, my rights, and my desire to be right um, hinder witness. Because I can, I can desire to be right by proving someone else wrong, or I can desire to relate rightly in a way that I live out my convictions and grace, right? Mm -hmm. It's very, very different. And, um, and, and so may God give us wisdom. And by the way, I shared because I need wisdom, yeah. right? This is, I'm not sharing because I've got this down, but because I'm asking God to teach me too. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Village, yeah. this has been such a wonderful word to send us out into our mm. coming and in our going. Would we be a people of invitation, of peace and shalom as we look for right relationship with God, with ourselves, with one another, and with God's good creation. As always, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send them in to Tony at villagebeerton.com. Um, but other than that, Dr. Fancher, thank you so much again. It's been such thank a joy. You. Thank you. Yeah, God bless you. Mm -hmm.